The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Crickets, your Thursday, April 8th edition. Seven games slate on tap. Once again, early slate, 110 Eastern, 1010 a.m. Pacific time. Cracking those down. There's a couple games later in the day, but the seven game main slate should be a doozy. Hope everybody had a great Wednesday because we did. The Phillies came through for us. Overall, offense wasn't great, but um, if you played Brandon Woodruff, you did pretty good because Woodruff got you like 32 plus points. That was beautiful. Everybody else, the pitching was great pretty much across the board, but Woodruff was the game changer. And I was honestly shocked how many in the industry was not uh, touting Woodruff, was not playing Woodruff. He was like 78% owned in tournaments. It was mind-boggling to me. Absolutely crazy. And he had a no-no going into like the seventh. So, yeah, the Cubs offense is bad. We're going to talk about him again today with a $6,600 pitcher that might get shelled but might be worth the value. Because the big thing on this seven-game slate, we have some rain to worry about. We got some totals. So let's get at it. Small Thursday slate. So let's have a quick Thursday podcast here. Quick hits, as they say. Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, total of eight and a half. Boston, Baltimore, total nine and a half. D-backs, Rockies, and Coors, total of 12. Royals, White Sox, total of nine. Mariners, Twins, total of eight. Brewers, Cardinals, total of seven and a half. And that'll do it for the day slate. A couple getaway days, couple openers. That's why this is the early games for the getaway slash for the openers. So keep that in mind on the, the getaway guys, especially a lot of day games after night game type stuff. So uh, monitor those accordingly for your weather. Double check these as well. Obviously, I record the night before, so check in the morning. But Chicago, Pittsburgh, wind blowing in from right field about 12 miles an hour. That'll be good. Uh, Boston, Baltimore, wind blowing out the left field towards uh, the good old, uh, it's in Baltimore at 11 miles an hour. Kansas City, Chicago, blowing in from right field about 12 miles an hour, 30% chances of rain. Seattle, Minnesota, about 30% chances of rain. Still boggles my mind that they built that beautiful target field without a dome in Minnesota. Like a retractable roof, not that difficult these days. And then Milwaukee, St. Louis, wind blowing out to center left center at about 11 miles an hour, about 20% chances of rain. So we got some little bit of chances of rain in the Midwest. We got a lot of windy situations, grain of salt type stuff, nothing overly dramatic, but uh, stuff to keep in mind. If you're looking for a little bit here or a little bit there, but let's break down the seven game slate for you again. I'm on Twitter at BDN If you want to get in the free fantasy DJ Slack chat, it's popping. Just uh, give me your email. 
Also, if you can rate and review the podcast, that would be much appreciated. MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes and all your other listening platforms. And if you want to watch the video, Roto Baller YouTube channel, subscribe, like, all that good stuff as well. The pitching on this seven-game slate, we get Jose Barrios at 9800 bucks going up against the Seattle Mariners. This is a big one. Barrios come off that monster outing against the Milwaukee Brewers. or at six shutout, struck out 12, got you almost 41 DK points. Goes up against a Brew Crew team, and all of these stats, just a heads up, Fangrass doesn't update till the next day. So these are before Wednesday's games. But uh, goes up against a Brew Crew team that um, offensively has been challenged. Let's put it that way. Offensively challenged going into the season. They're striking on almost 31% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 172 versus right-handed pitching, and a .093 ISO versus right-handed pitching. Um, I usually don't like paying this much for Barrios, but on a slate where – he is one of the biggest aces on this slate. There's one other guy we'll talk about here shortly. He's worth the price tag if you're looking for it. I don't mind him in cash games. Um, I'll probably go to this next guy, but he'll be more popular. I don't see a lot of people going to Burritos in 98, and I think he's a good pivot off of the next guy and then next guy. Teammates with Brandon Woodruff. I mentioned yesterday how people forget how good Brandon Woodruff is because Corbin Burns has been like a unicorn and just amazing. So much fun, twinkling everywhere. He's 9400 bucks. He's coming off a gym of his own. In his first outing against, well, he faced off with Brios in that same outing. He went six and a third, one solo home run, 11 Ks to go for 33 DK points. He's bumped up to 94 hundo. Um, great spot here against St. Louis. St. Louis traveling for their home opener from Miami. Uh, they got the bats going late against that Miami bullpen, so that was a big one for them there. But when you look at St. Louis as a whole, striking out almost 20% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 211 batting average against, 158 uh, ISO, so a little bit of pop. Lots of swing and miss is what we love with Corbin Burns. So I got Burns ahead of uh, Jose Barrios if you're paying up tonight. But uh, both definitely in play. But, yeah, I love me some Burns. Uh, Barrios, I like. I feel more confident going farther. So maybe you go Barrios in cash, Burns in tournaments, or we just find value in playing both. We'll see. Uh, the other option up top, it's a little cheaper. And it's kind of more of a floor play, not as much of a ceiling play as Lance Lynn at 8700 bucks. Even in his debut, only went four and two-thirds innings. Uh, six hits, two runs, no earned, six Ks ago, two walks. But the big thing is here, he only got 17.7 DK points, which is not bad for 87 hundo, but he threw 99 pitches. And that's what Lance Lynn does. Lance Lynn eats up innings because he throws a ton of pitches. Now he's facing a Royals team that, uh, surprisingly, not too shabby this season. Uh, I'm not going to hate on them in that respect. But, you know, you can target these guys. They did get Hunter Dozier back on Wednesday, so that's a big plus. They're striking out almost 24% of the time versed uh, uh, right-handed pitching, but they are hitting 302. With a 221 ISO. So be careful if you're using Lance Lynn, but I love the floor he brings to the table. I think quality starts probably in order with a guy like Lance Lynn. I don't see him going only four and two thirds again in that scenario, but he's a pivot in this place. But it's, it's Burns, it's Barrios up top. I like them both a ton. One maybe most, more so for GPP, one more so, more so for cash, but both equally great plays. Burns $400 cheaper than Barrios. Maybe a little nod there as well. We get the return of Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, 79 hundo at Baltimore. Mentioned the wind blowing out to left. That's not ideal, but you got um, you got, you got Rodriguez, who's been absolutely awesome. Uh, missed the start of the season with dead arm. He was looking great in spring up to that point. He was throwing a ton of pitches, no, no concerns. He had dead arm, which honestly I wasn't too surprised about considering he missed all of 2020. They just gave him a little break. He's thrown a couple bullpens. He's looked great. Reports after his bullpen session on, I believe, Monday was he's going to pitch Thursday. And he's got no restrictions. That was from Coach Cora. No restrictions. So if that's true, we're talking 80 to 90 pitches probably, maybe 100. But if you're getting 80, 90 pitches, $7,900 against Baltimore, I'm listening. 
Uh, I'm going to listen very, very closely because Baltimore strikes at over 31% of the time versus lefties this season. Flip side, though, they're hitting 378 with a 133 ISO. So lots of swing and miss, but lots of thump as well. So I I like the idea you can stack against Erod or you can play Erod against Baltimore in a GPP. So it's a very interesting play, not running to do it, but someone to keep an eye on uh, with Erod. Other than that, we are punting. You got those guys up top or you go to Coors Field. John Gray, $7,000. He had a gym against uh, the Dodgers. Five innings, one run, seven Ks for 20 DraftKings points. He's 7K tonight going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that um, is striking out almost 26% of the time versus righties, the 215 batting average against on the season. It is Coors Field, so that's what the discount at 7K is. But if you're looking for a punt, you can go that direction. Or the other punt I'm looking at right now is Tyler Anderson of the Pittsburgh Pirates hosting the Chicago Cubs at $6,600. Early game, wind blowing in. Things are lining up for uh, for Anderson. He threw five innings, three runs, seven Ks against the Cubs last week for 15 DK points. You got a Cubs team that uh, has been ice cold at the plate. We, we, we targeted them with Woodruff, obviously, because they've been struggling against righties. Well, they're just struggling as a whole, striking out 27% of the time versus lefties with a buck 76 batting average against. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. They do have some pop, at least a 255 ISO. So when they do hit lefties, they hit them hard. But as a whole, a lot of swing and miss. And 6600 bucks, like you saw in Anderson's first start, he got the strikeout, still gave up some runs, put up 15 points at 6600 I don't hate it. So that's where we're sitting right now when it comes to pitching. you got Burns and Barrios up top. like him quite a bit. As you can tell with the punt options, there's a reason I mentioned Lance Lynn as an option because he might take his you know 17-plus point floor in this matchup and be really, really happy with that. Erod's an interesting GPP play. you got John Gray and you got Tyler Anderson down below if you want to get freaky-deaky. All right, let's go to the bats on this slate. And as you can tell with the pitching, we should have some great spots to target some bats tonight. Starting with the White Sox, you got a Grandal at 5,300 versus Keller. Keller got shellacked by Texas in his first start. So you can look at Grandal if you want, or a good pivot if you're paying up. Christian Vasquez is just raking right now. He's 5,200. The, uh, the, the Red Sox get Matt Harvey. They get take two. They failed miserably against Matt Harvey last time. But uh, you got... Vasquez, who has put up double-digit DK points in four straight outings, multi-hit games in three of four. The dude's crushing it. Homer in back-to-back games, even throwing a stolen base in there. He's just absolutely feeling it. He's 52 hundo. Interesting piece of Red Sox stack. Not a one-off, but an interesting piece of Red Sox stack if you want to look that direction. If you're fading Tyler Anderson, uh, Wilson Contreras at 49 is in play for you as well. Saving some cash, your men, Mercedes, is 4100 bucks against Keller. He had the day off on Wednesday, so I'd expect him back. In that White Sox lineup at 41 hundo, good point for the upside brings to the table for you as well. A few others to take a peek at on this slate. You got the likes of um, Zach Collins at 33 if Mercedes isn't in there. Look at Collins at $3,300. Uh, Omar Narvaez at 32. Big fan of him in his uh, situation there. He's been swinging a good bat. Price tag's coming up a bit, but if you want to save some cash, he's one of my cheaper options. I like a lot, 32 hundo. You could take a look at him. Uh, below 3K, though, it gets a little more interesting. If Dom Nunez cracks the Colorado lineup, you got him at 3,100. Uh, you could do that one. A uh, few others to take a peek at uh, below 3K. Uh, do, do, do. Not a lot standing out. So see what lineup's coming. Maybe Luis Torrens gets the start. But I'm not looking to fade Barrios. So right now it's Dom Nunez. It's kind of the cheapest option I'm looking at. Um, I like Omar Narvaez as well. Otherwise, you might be paying up today on the uh, the pitching department, which is very, very different than the huge. Uh, first base position, you got Jose Abreu at 55. 
you can definitely go there. The White Sox, big-time stack versus Keller. They're in a great spot here. Abreu is a good piece of that as well. A few others to take a look at. You got the likes of Hunter Dozier's back. I mentioned him. I'll probably pass there. Go down guys like Christian Walker and Coors at 47. I like that. Love me some Trey Boo Boo. If you're not playing Erod, Trey Boo Boo at 4,500. Mount Castles at 44. Mount Castles first base outfit eligible. Mancini only first base. So Mancini at 45 is a good look if you're fading Erod. And the, and the other thing is if Erod doesn't go as long as people, as they're saying he's going to go, you get a lot of that Boston bullpen, which you can definitely exploit. So a guy like Trey Mancini is, is a fun one for you in that one as well. A few other ones to take a look at on this uh, Thursday slate for you. Uh, Miguel Sano, if you're fading, uh, Marco Gonzalez at 4K does bring some upside. CJ Crone's still below 4,000 in Coors. He's 3,800 bucks. So you can target that as well uh, for some savings in Coors Field. Bobby Dahlbeck, if you're playing tournaments, has to break out eventually. He's 35 versus Harvey. So that's an interesting GPP type play for you. Uh, a few others as you get cheaper. Williams Ostadio at 32. If you're looking to punt, Andrew Vaughn's 3K if he cracks the lineup. Um, another guy that I really believe is going to break out eventually is first base outfit eligible in Vaughn. And Keller is a great guy to do it with at $3,000. Um, other than that, I don't see a whole lot. They're starting to finally get their DK pricing figured out. There's about a million punts to target. So it's like 3K. There's not <laughs> This past week has been a bunch of guys below 2K. Now it's it's getting a little harder to find them, which is good. It makes us uh, make some stronger lineups. So I like that quite a bit. Second base position, Whip Merrifield's up to 61 hundo. I love Whip. That's getting a little cray-cray, folks. A little crazy. Uh, Ryan McMahon's up to 45. I love it if he's in there. It sucks they finally caught up to the pricing there, but uh, 4,500, don't mind that. Second base, third base eligible in his matchup. Uh, a few others down below 4K. Ty France, I'll keep playing him in tournaments. I know Barrios is out there, but France at 38 brings GPP upside. Don't hate that. Uh, Adam Frazier leading off for Pittsburgh against Jake Arrieta at 37. Love fading Arietta. So Pittsburgh, I'm not looking to stack them a ton, but uh, an interesting look um, in that scenario. A few others to, uh, to take a look at on this slate at the second base position. You got the likes of... Um, Corey Planco hitting in the middle of that Minnesota lineup at 35. I could go there in that situation. Um, 3500 bucks, not bad at all. Jeff McNeil, if he's hitting a, in a better spot, I, I'd be a big fan of that. But batting seventh makes it very difficult to play some Jeff McNeil, but I do like him at 3400 if he's in a good spot in the order. Um, Jazz Chisholm's 33. I liked it when he was 28, but Garrett Hampson's still 3200 bucks. He hit second on Tuesday. He let off on Wednesday. If he's back in the lineup, especially towards the top of the order, uh, $3,200 for a second-base outfield, I'm on board with that one. Keep an eye on Nick Madrigal of Chicago. I liked him a little bit when he was leading off, but now they moved him back down in the order on Wednesday. He's 3 k If he's towards the top again, a little more appealing for me in that matchup. Other than that, pretty much maxes out our, our second-base position. Let's head to third base on this one. You got Devers at 54 versus Matt Harvey. Devers, he's always a slow starter every single season. So just be patient. It's coming. If you want to roll the dice at 54, no problem with that at all. Uh, Luis Arias at 51, probably not paying that much for him. He doesn't bring the, the power upside you need at that price point. Uh, Chris Bryant is swinging a good bat at 53. I won't completely ignore that. Just not uh, a guy I'm looking to pay 53 for. I'd rather gamble on Moncada, who's struggling at 46, play Ryan McCann at 45, than a Chris Bryant at 53. Or I just pay 100 more for Devers at 54. So those are the kind of things I'd look to do there. Um, going down farther on the 4K range of things, 
It's not like Jake Lamb batted second on Wednesday for Chicago. I'm not running to play Jake Lamb at 4,100, but something to keep in mind. I'd honestly rather play Azurba Cabrera and Coors at 42, first base, third base eligible for Arizona, or Travis Shaw at 4K, the mayor of Ding Dong City, against Adam Wainwright. Shaw's been swinging a decent bag. He's playing every day in the middle at Milwaukee order at 4K. I could see that being a, a decent play if you're looking for a little bit of money to say 4K is really not bad at all. If you're fading Erod, Michael Franco at 37, like I love stacking Baltimore. It's one of those like, I, I think I might have in my three, I might have Erod in like one lineup possibly. I might not have him at all. I got to keep look, doing more research on that. But I really think I'm going to have to get some Baltimore exposure because they're usually decently cheap, not super cheap right now, but decently cheap. And when they get to thumping, they get to thumping. And if that wind's blowing out in Camden, where in Camden, where the ball already flies out, you got my attention. We're going to say that much. You definitely got my attention. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck at 35 in that same matchup in uh, Baltimore this time versus Matt Harvey. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot below the 3K range at initial blush. Like if Matheson cracks the Arizona lineup, he's 28. Not sure you want to go there. Luis Urias should be starting shortstop for Milwaukee. He's third base shortstop eligible at 28. Not sure you want to go there. Um, but uh, keep it, keep an eye on in the lineups. See what pops. Something should. Perdome, um, we'll get to shortstop here. Shortstop, Xander Bogart to 57. Don't mind that if you're paying up. I'm a big fan of Bogart's, a big fan of Boston. I'm a big fan of that Boston-Baltimore game in general. So you can have some fun with that. Javi Baez slowly getting the back going. He's 52. You've got Trevor Story and Coors at 51. All great plays if you're paying. All the way up top, um, Lindor at 42 is not bad. If, if you want to, I'd rather almost pay up for the stories, Baez and, and Bogart to the world, but Lindor can always get it going if uh, if you're feeling that that need to play him. I don't know, like Kevin Newman, if he's towards the top of the Pittsburgh lineup, he's 36, second base shortstop eligible. I could go that direction. You got Jazz Chisholm at 33. Again, I'd love to see him a little bit cheaper. That'd be better. Perdomo from Arizona's 3K. Uh, not doing a whole lot, but still starting shortstop, $3,000 in Coors Field. At least worth a, a discussion point if you're looking to punt. But I'm actually very happy with the the DraftKings pricing. There's like nothing below 3K, and even the guys around 3K aren't like obvious plays like they've been in, in past days. So this is good. This is good. We're gonna have to start making some interesting decisions, and I'm a big fan of that. That's what the Slack chat's for. If you want to get in the Slack chat, it's free. Hit me up with your email. We'll take care of you. Good stuff there. All right, let's talk about your outfield position. Now you got uh, Whitmerfield. 61 hundo a guy to um man i love playing him but that price point is is tough to love tough tough love there with wit uh, a few other ones to take a peek at though jd martinez keeps crushing he's got matt harvey tonight at 56 yes sign me up for that uh lou bob at 55 don't hate it but uh, give me some jd jd at 56 nelly cruz versus the lefty at 54 definitely in play as well love jd love christian yelich at 52 i think he gets overlooked in this range had a nice 18 points on uh, Wednesday, stolen base, three hits. Been putting together some nice at-bats of late. It's Wainwright and company. I can definitely see going that route in that game. Uh, a few others, you know, you always got Blackman and Coors. Cattell Marte and Coors at 5K and 4900 respectively. Uh, go that direction if you need to go Coors. But when you're there, you could, you know, get a lower-owned, possibly Yelich or somebody if you don't if you, if you want to fade Coors. If you're stacking Coors, they're great plays. And I think Marte is even a good one-off play if you're not stacking Coors. Um, going down cheaper, though, Mount Castle at 44. Talked about him earlier. Uh, Alex Verdugo got the day off on Wednesday. Should be back at the top of that Baltimore, Boston lineup. He's 42 versus Harvey. Cedric Mullins leading off for Baltimore at only 41 is great. He went deep on Wednesday, leading off, playing some really good ball. So at 41, I like that a lot. Uh, in Coors, you got Peralta at 4K. Buxton still only 4,000 against Marco Gonzalez. 
I'm going to keep playing Buxton when he's priced like that. That's beautiful. Uh, some more discounts. Anthony Santander went deep on Wednesday. Switch hitter, 38 hundo. Love me some Santander, so keep him on your radar. 17 points on um, Monday. No, that was Sunday. I'm trying to do math in my head. 70 points on Sunday. Big double-digit night on Wednesday, so keep a track on Santander at 38. As a nice value, Adam Eaton, if he's at the top of the Chicago lineup, if you're looking to stack Chicago at 37, he becomes a play in a stack, not in a one-off, just in a stack. Uh, Tapio's back leading off at 37, so keep an eye on him. He's not leading off every day, though. That lineup keeps switching around. It's a, it keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Uh, some cheaper plays. Uh, Brandon Nimmo leading off at 34. Do like that with the Mets. A good That's a good cash game play against Nick Neidert and the Marlins bullpen with Mr. Nimmo. You got Hampson at 32. Talked about, I love that play. Gregory Polanco is only 31 hundo. Slow start to the season after a really good spring. was just disappointing. But he's got Jake Garrietta today. He's 3100 bucks. That's not a bad GPP value. Uh, Dylan Carlson's 3K, but it's Corbin Burns, so be careful. Low Kane had a big game on Wednesday. Big game on Wednesday. 32 points. Double donged it up. He hadn't played in four days. Came out with some authority. If he's in the lineup, he's 3K versus Wayno on Thursday. So he's on the, the radar. I mentioned Andrew Vaughn earlier at 3K. Uh, Avisil Garcia is only 2900 bucks. You get some cheap Milwaukee exposure with Kane, Garcia, to see who's in the lineup. Yeah, maybe both, maybe one. Get some fun with that. Other than that, um, Jake Caves, 27. I don't know, lefty-lefty if we want to go there. Kyle Isbell is only 26 for Kansas City. I do like that as a value play. Uh, he just keeps doing it. And then, of course, if Sam Hilliard's in the lineup, he's only 2500 bucks. like you play him in cash. You probably play him in GPPs. That is, that, that's probably the biggest mispricing still on the slate is Sam Hilliard still $2,500. That's a big boo-boo by DraftKings. All right, recapping your pitching real quick on this slate. At, uh, you got Barrios and Burns up top. Give me Burns over Barrios, but both very, very good. If you can find a way to get both, I'd be a big fan because I think there's so much ahead of the pack on this slate. But give me Burns over Barrios if I have to, but both really good. I think Burns will be the popular one of the two to, uh, as well. So if you want to be different, you go Barrios. I think Lance Lynn's a good third in the three amigos up top there. Definitely does not have the ceiling those two have, but has a better floor probably than Burns and potentially similar to Barrios. So keep that in mind. Erod is the one to watch for the news on Thursday because if there's legit, I'd say 90-plus pitch upside at $7,900 is interesting. At the same time, Baltimore could shellack him. So it's a, it's a GPP-only play with Erod, but I'm intrigued. So we've seen Erod give up four runs before, but strike out like 10 guys and get you the DK points you're looking for, especially on a slate like this where there's not a ton of aces. Offense should be able to be found. It makes Erod very appealing. Uh, then you got John Gray and Coors at 7K, and you got Tyler Anderson at 66 against the Cubs. Those are your two punts. So it's going to be, you're going to want to try to stay with the Burials Burns Lynn section if you want. I can see the more we talk about the slate, a Taiwan Walker at 77 becomes slightly appealing. I just, he never does it for me. He just never does it for me. Every once in a while, he has a good start. He does. All many gets a good start once in a while. As a whole, just can't do it uh, consistently enough for me to like and trust. I try to take my stability at pitching the best I can unless I'm punting cheap. 77 is not cheap for me. I can pay 200 more with the upside of Erod. Might be more volatile, but he's got the upside. I like to go that direction. If you're stacking it up, love Boston. Kind of like in Baltimore. Love the White Sox in this one. You can't not like the White Sox in this one. Milwaukee's very intriguing as well. And then you got, you got Coors, obviously. Mets, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. That's what I say. There's not a great a lot of great pitching 
lots of ways to go, but Coors is obviously the top if he can get there. But Boston, White Sox, Milwaukee, those are probably my next three, and maybe sprinkle in some Baltimore with that Boston game. Like that quite a bit. All right, so we get a quick hits in there. We got a quick hits Thursday edition in the books. Uh, check me out on Twitter at BDentric. If you can give a rate and review of the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would really appreciate it on iTunes. If you'd like to watch this face radio, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. I'll be back with you guys on Friday with another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. But for now, listen to Bench with Bubba. That's my season-long fantasy show. Dropping a new one on Thursday with Carlos Marcano of uh, PitcherList and other great sites. So enjoy that one. But until next time, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday. April 8th edition. I'm out.